Welcome to Wed Talk MT. Welcome to Wed Talk MT. I'm Kayla. I'm Nico. And we're a husband and wife team that loves everything about weddings. Join us for this episode to be inspired and to learn more about the wedding world in Montana. Woo! That's the real one. Check, check. <laughs> check, check. So that sounds good. Got crystal clear audio here. Crystal clear. You're listening to the Big J Show. <laughs> working with Mercedes. I've been working with Porsche. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, so, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in to Wet Talk MT. We got Tyree Hageman here today. So much has been going on in the back scenes and the behind the scenes today and in the past few months, so... Thank you so much for coming, Ty. We're just excited to to have you here today and to learn more you about bet, what man. you do. Excited to be here. Can we just make fun of Nico for like one second? Because yeah, he sounds like an ASR, like <laughs> <laughs> an ASR, like thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us today. <laughs> it's so true. Yeah. I sound like a like a pre-recorded thing. <laughs> Robot. No, like the ASMR where people like. Listen, so yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like that. Stuff, and they talk really slow Maybe and gentle. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I should do that with these microphones. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, hi. Welcome. Thank you for coming. Super excited to have you and excited to talk about videography. Um, so, why don't you tell us a little bit about you and how you got started into video? Yeah. So, uh, I'm from Wyoming originally and it's uh video has just been something that i've always really enjoyed more um than anything else camera involved Uh, i started really getting into it as a hobby just like everybody else with with photography or anything like that but when was that um i was probably 10 10 or 11 years old just really yeah with a with a uh, (laughs) little flip um flip recorder that my parents Aww. had bought me for christmas <laughs> and so ever since then it was just um video 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 and uh <laughs> i could look back through some of the old stuff it's pretty bad but um i'd say it's it's just my favorite thing and it is very it's just important to me and that's how i feel creative is through video so what like what were you taking <clears throat> videos of when you were ten? Just like of your cat? <laughs> um dog? yeah, just kind of everything. And I would take videos. <laughs> my uh, my buddy and I would make these mock up sort of movie deals where <laughs> we would get in like pretend fights, you know. Oh and, my God. <laughs> and that was like these little movie scenes that I would make. And then that gradually um, advanced into um, more action sports based stuff mm-hmm. and because i kind of really got into riding motocross and stuff like that and did that you like did you like like riding yourself or <laughs> is that how you got into the motocross or how did you get into so that? yeah my dad had always ridden and uh i've ridden since i was probably two or three years old and uh for a while there it got pretty serious like i was trying to go to loretta lens and and was pretty fast on a dirt bike but i got hurt and stuff so mm-hmm. ever since then it's really like transitioned into making videos for people that ride motocross bikes and and obviously there's a lot more to that now but that's kind of how it mainly started was was action sports and specifically motocross and that's cool 
you can look back through and some you, of mine. Yeah, you shouted out Loretta Lynn's, which I know too. It's kind of cool. That's like one of the main cream of the crop, like motocross tracks. Yes, that's for for amateur motocross. That's <clears throat> it's like the Super Bowl of amateur motocross. So huh. you go there, and if you can win several years in a row, generally you get a factory ride and you go pro, like pro pro. Yeah. So yeah, I know someone <clears throat> actually did that. And they, it's kind of cool, but then they write out. But that's that's really awesome in that you that you focus on that because it's kind of hard to capture all that moving subjects and like the speed that they're at. It's insane. Absolutely. Yeah. No, it takes a lot of research and planning, and and then still sometimes you miss the shot, you know. And it's taken a lot of a lot of practice and a lot of failure to get to the point where like if you go on my page at thmx on facebook and and or on youtube um you'll see some of the more recent videos i've made and that's uh it's a product of failure (laughs) over the years you know just just failing and failing and then um obviously learning from that yep yep and (laughs) scroll back i left one video on there i took them all off but there's one (laughs) from uh the only reason I left it on there is just because it got a lot of views, but there's one from 2014, I think, and it was the very first motocross edit I ever made that was with a real camera and some actual <laughs> editing software, <laughs> and it is pretty comical. So it's called uh, like 2017 RMZ 254 Stroke Shredding, I think is what it's called. <laughs> so if, if you feel like checking it out, <laughs> go check it out. It's pretty embarrassing. And then... Uh, obviously, a huge step up to just like my most recent video um, that I made for Ezra Quas, the uh, writer profile video. So, yep. yeah. And then tell us a little bit about how that that one TikTok went viral. Got how many views did it get? Yeah. So I, for some reason, I've had several lately that are just <laughs> taken off. Um, uh, this one a quarter of a million views, and it was just my buddy's dad teasing him about. Uh, riding his dirt bike um <laughs> uh you can check that out too it's thmx underscore co uh, on tiktok and that one that one got quite a few views and my followers just shot up and then recently i posted another one that got like 50k um it just doesn't make any sense you know <laughs> tiktok's funny because you'll post like quality content and then the stuff that really takes off is is uh almost like raw footage you know like cell phone footage stuff like, like that silly okay. stuff that's, yeah exactly yeah, people love that stuff. They eat it up. <laughs> but yeah, no, that um, that was pretty cool. Um, couple videos on there have done that. So that's funny. So yeah, I mean, I guess so. Then you started with that, and then you've progressed, of course, um, like any artist does. Um, so that's awesome that you're humble about that, because even you know your beginnings and stuff, like that's that's very cool. But now you're able to like produce some like really really highly quality stuff and tell us a little bit about how you like your camera journey you know like i mean recently you've been through um yeah so found, you found your one so tell us about yes, like, your journey yes um so it's very difficult be trying to balance that price point versus what you get in features for a camera and stuff like that um and i so i've recently i've been through Oh, uh, the Panasonic G7 was what I started with when I started like really seriously getting into videography, which is just, it's an entry level, super cheap. It's like the equivalent of like a Canon T7, you know, for, but for video. Um, and then I moved to the Nikon 
D3300 because I was doing a little bit more stills. Um, and then from there, went to the Panasonic GH5 and GH5S, uh, which are phenomenal cameras, but they were still lacking in a couple of areas like autofocus, things like that. Um, and so then, then I then I sold those and got the Canon R6, which was a is a phenomenal camera, and I, I know you guys use that for stills, and it, it really is just a phenomenal camera. But uh, I think when Canon developed that camera, they were uh, leaning a little bit more towards the photography side of things, which yeah, which was great. User. Yep, yep, exactly. And and I just needed a couple of video features like the uh, custom presets and. Um, just the all eye recording codec, which is a very high formatted codec um, for receiving a lot more information, you know, up to like 400 megabytes a second 4K versus regular IPB 4K, which is another codec, which is just a lower um, quality 4K, which when you're when you're talking YouTube and stuff like that, it YouTube and Facebook, they all compress your images. So you want the most information that you can get out of camera so that when it does compress it it's still sharp it still looks good so that's where we fast forward (laughs) like five cameras later um obviously you know just upgrading and upgrading and the gh5s was all rigged out but uh got rid of that one and now we're finally at the sony a7s3 which yes it's phenomenal um i would say you know for social media anything online like the a lot of people um kind of whine about the photography specs of it um it's 12 megapixel sensor it's a full frame 12 megapixel sensor but so far comparing them to the images that i've taken like with the r6 mm-hmm. and even the nikon d750 that was another camera that i went through that i left out <laughs> there's more i'm sure yeah, yeah I, there is more like yeah canon 5d <laughs> like tons of them so um, but comparing those images, it's very difficult to tell the difference. Right. So um, right. that's where we're at now in the Sony A7S three. In my opinion, for the price point, is um, six years ago. Basically, if you would have bought a camera with these same specs, you're looking at like ten thousand plus dollars. Right. And obviously, technology advances and stuff. But for the price point, um, videography wise, Sony is very hard to beat. But like, if you did more stills as well, like if you were actually doing a lot of studio work um, and really doing both, but video was like your secondary, I would say the Canon R5 probably would have been the way to go because um, it's only 300 more dollars than the A7S three. Yeah, but what about like the new ones that are coming out with like the R1 and the R3? But So yeah, there's lots of rumors online and stuff <laughs> about those and no one really knows what's going on yet. Um, like I, I follow a lot of that stuff. I'm, I'm just kind of like a camera nerd. I just like specs and stuff and... So I've been following those and they haven't really released a whole lot, but they sound like they're going to be like phenomenal cameras and they're trying to compete with the Sony Alpha 1, um, which was released not too long ago, just a few months back. And that's an absolutely phenomenal camera, 60 some megapixel full frame sensor. And then it has a lot of the same video specs that the A7S 3 does, but it's it's more comparable to the R5. Right. Um, so I think that it'll be interesting to see what Canon has to offer and Nikon have to offer counteracting that yeah definitely it's good to yeah so that that sony camera will be great for for shooting weddings and stuff in low light and absolutely yeah that was another thing i should have added on that crisp crisp like footage even that's like 
there's like no noise with these Sony, the new Sony cameras. It's, it's like crazy. yeah, it's it's pretty wild. Pretty there's wild. so far just testing it and stuff. I've went up to, um, it's a it's a dual native ISO, which means that the, basically the sensor is stacked, um, so that it's a cleaner image. Um, so basically, one part of the sensor is is for the lower ISO range, and then one part of the sensor is for the higher ISO range. So like you'll notice when you're scrolling through, like from 400 ISO up to about 10,000 ISO, there's no noise. And then from 10,000 to about 12,600, there's some bad noise. But as soon as you switch over to 12,600, it just disappears hmm. because you're on that second part of the sensor that's more dialed in for the higher ISO noise. And, and from there, you can literally go up to, I would say the images are usable in the 40,000 to 50,000 ISO range, which is just insane. Hmm. It is really wild and, and actually usable, you know, like some people say usable and then it's still noisy and you just have to do a lot of denoising in post and then sharpening and it's not like that at all. It's actually straight out of camera, just phenomenal still. Nice. Pretty wild. Yeah. So let's let's get into how um, and when you got started doing video for weddings. Yeah. Yeah. So doing video for weddings was kind of like family friends and stuff you know how to ask like oh do you do video for weddings and then obviously from there like word of mouth it spreads and stuff and and so i've done several weddings so far um and then i was able to stumble upon 406 memories which would be you guys obviously <laughs> who's who this you're talking about yeah um and so that has been something that i've really been enjoying um i like the storytelling aspect of video creation and there's a lot of that that goes into a wedding. Um, a lot of the stuff that I've done before with action sports and stuff is very short to the point, you know, because it's people want that gratification. They want to see a dirt bike flying through the air in slow motion, stuff right. like that. So it's just I immediately like that, whereas weddings are more of like a movie, like you're telling a story for people. And I think that's really important. And I, I really enjoy that. Um, and so weddings have been something that, that I've really taken to. And I really enjoy the whole um, creative art aspect of weddings, and I really appreciate it. And it's it's a it's a niche in and of itself, and it's very important to when you're when you're looking to choose, um, you know, who you want to take your wedding video or photography. That that obviously, you know, say there's a photographer that does everything, and they're very well rounded. But then there's also a photographer that that does specifically weddings mm -hmm. um obviously that's kind of what you're looking for if you're having a wedding you're going to choose more of that <clears throat> end of things and so really that is sort of sort of the niche now um obviously i still do a lot of the action sports and stuff but right. but i wouldn't say that i'm just out there doing everything it's really just action sports and weddings, weddings now just right. because that's what i enjoy and i've found my niche and i really like i enjoy that and working with you guys obviously um, pretty wedding specific as well so that really that's really nice yeah sorry i'm um, just okay. excited to ask more questions <laughs> nico's a little I, excited over there he's like tapping my like thing i have, I have this one question that everyone will but, enjoy okay i also have another question ahead, that everyone will enjoy yes okay let's go nico first <laughs> women go first so um so i guess being a videographer and doing weddings, you should tell 
our brides why videography is so important right now yeah it's, it's a new trend absolutely and so many people are like should i do a video video or should i not like everyone always says do it because like absolutely a lot of people even when yep, they exactly. don't do their wedding like they're like oh my gosh i wish i had video so there there are actually several articles online where they've done surveys with past brides and things that that didn't get wedding or a uh, video and some that even did and didn't get video for their wedding sorry <laughs> they didn't get weddings yeah no but um the number one most regretted thing on a wedding day um is not having a wedding video made um and then the number one most appreciated thing on a wedding day is is having a video made mm -hmm. um pictures are very special obviously like you can hang those in your house and you see them every day and it's a representation of your love for one another um as a bride and groom you know and, right. and you can look up at that and it's just a reminder that you've always got that person and then also the video side of things it's it allows you more to like actually relive it so mm -hmm. you can sit down and watch your wedding video years later and it is like watching a movie and it really brings back it puts you back in that moment yep. and everything that happened that day you know it's difficult to capture everything with a photo camera um and so that's where it's like getting photography and videography together is huge i would say bigger than just getting one or the other because obviously there's both ends of the spectrum but videography i, I would say is like i said you know you can google it right now um there's tons of brides out there that have regretted not getting wedding videos and i think it's really important because it's yeah it's your own personal little movie and it's your, it's your, it's the best way to remember the day. You know, I really think it is. And, and obviously professional videography, not just, you know, back in the 1990s that where, where wedding video really started um, because I've heard from several people, you know, just that's how it used to be is you'd hire somebody to come film your wedding. And it was literally, you know, VHS taped yep. or camcorded <laughs> and it was just pieced together just basically just of your ceremony. Right. So it was just the, the vows and stuff. Yep. And, Obviously, that's transitioned now into full-on wedding films. You know, five to fifteen-minute wedding films that are that are an actual reliving of the day. Yeah. So I think it's absolutely huge, and I uh, obviously I do it. You know, and it's not all about the money. I honestly do think that um, it's it's big, and that a lot of people would regret not getting it. Yeah, yeah which is why. Yeah, I think you're a very a very like passionate person about telling people that because it's just such an important thing like with photography us being photographers and <clears throat> doing that it's like when you were talking about it it like fills in the gaps almost mm -hmm. um when you were talking about like the wedding video and the and the photo so like them combined like they fill in the gaps for mm -hmm. the day so yeah absolutely even when like the first look you know you do the first look in photos even if i have 200 photos of that first look having that video yeah with, with the audio mm -hmm. component because that's another thing it's like there's the video but then the audio component also just adds another level and so you then you have those pictures huge yep. yep so you have those pictures of like that moment that emotion and then the video yeah so with video you're really capturing every aspect of the moment that you can like you said you know with the audio and everything it's it's you're there's nothing left out you know especially with a good videographer you know multiple cameras multiple angles yeah. um you're really capturing everything and then as well you know you've got these beautiful stills that are 
obviously yeah something to remember as well because when you look at a good photo it has the same effect but video is like you said very big especially the audio portion yeah. i i was a good point for sure um so just a fun quirky question yeah um so how many sd cards do you think you go through if you're like <laughs> filming all day all um day? okay so all day um it really depends like so if i'm doing 4k um anywhere between 4k 24 frames per second 4k 120 frames per second which um, as a feature of the A7S III that is huge, um, is 4K slow motion. It's 4K super slow motion, I should say, because 60 frames is also slow motion. <laughs> yeah. But 120 <laughs> frames is like that buttery, just amazing slow motion, just pure calcium. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, so for SD cards, probably if I'm recording in like the highest codec, probably on a wedding day, at least seven or eight SD cards. 128 gig SD cards. Yeah, that's a so, lot of information. So huge, huge files. No, it is, it's, a, it's a lot of information it to is. go through. Like and, a, and a lot of that is you know? is the uh, the ceremony um, because obviously you don't want to miss any of that. So you've got multiple cameras recording for, you know, 30 plus minutes basically um, at a ceremony, which is, you know, 4K24 is it's even at the lowest codec is still, you know, a gig per minute. So, yeah. I mean, it's it's a lot of information that's that's being processed. And that's that's a very low estimate, you know, like yeah, there's like sure. 4K 120. Obviously, you shoot that in short bursts because it's slow motion. But even even a 10 second burst of 4K 120 is an absolutely massive file size, like probably over two gigs just for 10 to 15 seconds of it. Totally makes sense. So, um, and then, you know, like editing, it's <laughs> yeah, a whole yeah. nother thing. Yep. Yeah. So then that's what takes a little bit of time to to edit and back all that stuff up but then um yeah talk to talk to us a little bit about um the different types of wedding films that people can have because oh, yeah. sometimes when people think about a wedding video they just think it's like yeah. one thing but in reality there they can be kind of a couple different variations of that yeah so really what i've learned over the years is that there's two kinds of videos that people really like and that's a wedding highlight video which is kind of what you'd see when you go on youtube and you type in a wedding video you know it's typically a three to eight minute video that's just a highlight um all the important days you know the bride and groom talking a little bit of the uh um, the ceremony, um, just the highlights of the day, you know, the first look, all that stuff, just the really, really pretty, mm -hmm. just very beautiful artsy video. Um, and then there's obviously the full on wedding video that is, you know, 10 to 20 minutes long, um, sometimes longer, depending on what people want. But that is going to include, you know, interviews from the family, stuff like that. Um, just important people that have things to say, like, you know, grandpa, grandma, like, um, that's going to include a lot of the, a lot more of the uh, actual ceremony itself. Um, that's yep. going to include exactly more audio, more cameras, more of like documenting the entire yes. day. Yes, more of like a, more of a documentary. Yes, exactly. And then the shorter ones are more of a movie, like uh, the highlight, like a wedding highlight. I would call it a wedding highlight film because it it really when you're watching it, it it's uh, my goal. It's funny because like it's funny to think think like this but my goal when i'm creating a wedding film and then when i'm editing is to actually like make people cry right because that's that's how i know i did my job well and 
so far, um, you know, like I, I follow it even when, when the bride and groom posted on their Facebook or shared anywhere. And, you know, usually people are like, Oh my goodness, I cried so hard, you know, and, and that's, um, that's huge for me. Mm-hmm. So I've yet to have somebody not do that yet. So yeah. let's hope to keep that going. But, um, you know, that's, that's kind of the goal is just to create that emotional attachment. I think that's great. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a film, you know, and then another big part of that is like the editing, which, um, you know, I don't outsource any of my editing. That was something that I also learned. Um, that's half the battle is editing. Yeah. And, um, you know, I've spent thousands literally thousands of hours um specifically in the adobe editing um realm which Mm -hmm. is you know photoshop lightroom um after effects premiere pro all those and i'm very very comfortable with with editing and storytelling on those um and so there's a lot of videographers that basically just shoot and then they outsource the editing you know so basically that's just sending off the files for somebody else to edit Um, and so I don't do any of that. So, so you have like that connection with the client. Absolutely. To, to tell that whole story. Yes. Because I think like, it's very important. I think it's really important to understand and you're shooting to edit because an editor, when you're sending off this footage, um, they could have a completely different vision than you do, nice. um, filming. Um, and so you'd have to really find a really good editor for one, um, that had that, that shares your same vision. And you know, when you, when you're shooting, in the field you see certain moments and stuff that you're like oh yes that's got to be in there um i even make notes during during wedding days that are like okay i got this shot um and i'll name it and i'll write down the file number and just to make sure that i review that you know um and so really you're shooting to edit which i think is huge and a lot of freelancers do do that that they they shoot and edit their own stuff but there are a lot especially in other countries um because i follow a lot of facebook pages and stuff um, a lot of Canadians, a lot of um, Middle Eastern people, um, uh, European, a lot of it's like a standard practice over there to have an editor separate from from the film, from the videographer. So it's more of a team. But if I had if I got so busy that it was just ridiculous, I might consider something like that. But it 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 will always be better, in my opinion, for for me to edit, you know. Or for us yeah. as a team to edit. Yeah, exactly. And then, because then, like you were saying, then shoot with the edit in mind because then we have that connection with the client. They know, we know what's important to them because even though weddings kind of follow the same same format a lot of the times, each couple has different moments that they think are more important or maybe they have some unique moments. So, and we know that. So if we shoot with like the edit in mind, um, like Ty Ray was saying, then we're able to, to include all of that as opposed to not you know so we have all that creativity and then the storytelling which is what makes the video and hopefully make the bride and groom cry and the family cry so yeah (laughs) absolutely and tell us a little bit about like um before we talk more about like packages and stuff about like drone stuff too so you you can can, like do we can do like aerial footage for the weddings and stuff whether it's um you know in, at a venue or in town or out of town we can get some sick aerial footage yeah no absolutely drones are a huge part of that um especially for establishing a location in the film um and and exiting the film if you will ending the <laughs> film um it's very good to have 
have those. Um, and obviously, um, being certified part 107 certified is huge. Um, there's a lot of videographers and stuff in town that uh, are, um, not going with the rules of that. And so <laughs> with us having that, it's huge because, um, you can get in trouble. So, um, there's that and just knowing how to fly a drone in general. Um, there's a lot of people that, um, you know, anybody can go buy one and they're very easy to fly. I tell people they're very easy to fly, but they're, it's very difficult to get good shots with them because yeah. being smooth with the sticks is, is huge. Like it's very, and then just, you know, like shooting with the edit in mind, it's just when you're doing anything, especially drone work, because you get 30 minutes on a battery. So you can be in the air with that drone for, you know, well, it's not actually 30, they say 30 minutes, but it's more like 20. Um, <laughs> but still you're in the air for 20 minutes with that drone and there's just unlimited possibilities. So you want to maximize that, mm-hmm. you know? So it's, it's funny yeah, because and then you only get to use like a few seconds of that. Footage, yep. That's exactly where I was going with that. It's just like taking photos. You know, you guys will shoot 4,000 photos on a sure. wedding day and then, you know, 400 of those might wind up being good. And then you filter that down to about 200, <laughs> you know, and it just keeps going down. It's the same thing with videos we might shoot that entire 20 minute flight. We might shoot 15 minutes of clips, but it's funny because you're going to wind up using 15 to 30 seconds of drone footage, but it is very important. And that's like the, that's the lengths that we're willing to go to for, for, for the clients and for our bride and groom, especially is just making sure it's perfect. So it just adds like, it adds so much, like you were saying to the, to tell where people where where the story was and people want to know where the wedding was and that just adds a lot so yeah that's that's awesome and yeah so i guess we can talk a little bit more about um like our partnership so we basically like officially partner with uh tyree to take on the video side of things so then um pretty much people can take advantage of all the creativeness and awesomeness of having a wedding video because people yeah. regret not having that. So we wanted to, you know, team up together to be able to offer that. No, absolutely. And that's for me, it was, it was a big deal to partner up with you guys because it just, it, we're looking at the bigger picture, you know, and it's, it's, it's nice for the clients and, you know, bride and grooms to be able to just deal with one vendor instead of, you know, on a, on a wedding day, it's just, it's so hectic to, mm-hmm. um, you know, I've been there, I got married and everything. And it's just, you want everything to just kind of be taken care of before, you know, and, and on your wedding day, worrying about who's been paid and who hasn't been paid and, and who do we have to deal with still? And who do we, who do we need to talk to? You know, there's, there's four different vendors and oh my gosh, we got to make sure everybody's on the right page. Well, with, with us, you know, it's like offering everything. It's, you're going to sit down once. Mm-hmm. And that was huge for me. You're going to sit down one time you know, and talk to everybody, everybody's on the same page. So it was kind of a no brainer because, um, you know, showing up to weddings is also pretty nerve wracking for a videographer or photographer. And if any of you guys are listening, I'm sure you know that, um, especially at first when you start doing them, it's kind of nerve wracking to show up and you don't know who you're shooting with. Um, you don't know who the DJ is. Um, you're very careful not to step on any toes where it's like with us, we have that relationship where we already know each other. Um, we know how to work with each other and, it's very easy to get the shots that we need because we're not going to miss anything due to, you know, nerves or not wanting to get in somebody's way, right. um, things like that. And that's, that's huge. And I think that the biggest thing partnering up, like I said, is just, it's 
being able to provide that satisfaction to the client of um, making it seamless, you know, just dealing with all three. Because you guys do DJing too, which is which yeah. is huge, you know. So just being able yeah, awesome. f- for them to just not be flustered. And so that exactly. that it, it benefits everybody because yeah, that you know way we're all on the same page like yep. you were saying that's mm-hmm. that's very cool, and yeah so we just really appreciate um, Tyree because of all his awesomeness and everything that he's able to bring to the table. Um, what exactly what you were saying you know like with the video like all, now all the vendors are on the same page, and we make sure that everything is. A hundred percent, you know, that way you don't yep. have to figure out the day of, you you know exactly what's going to happen. And then we have a, a game plan for the day of too. Um, Precisely. And you guys, I mean, just to, to touch on your video or your photography and DJing quickly. Um, I've been obviously around a lot of weddings and stuff and, and not to toot your horn or anything, but I think toot, that toot. <laughs> especially Nico with his DJing skills, um, it's very impressive and I've never seen anybody be able to, you know, like at a wedding, it's very at first when everybody's warming up and nobody's dancing or anything like that. Um, Nico finds a way to literally get the entire wedding on the dance floor. It's pretty wild. Um, you know, I've been to a lot of weddings and they're pretty, pretty, um, I don't know how you would even say that, but <laughs> dry, I guess, you know, just not very uppity. Nobody's dancing. Um, yeah. Nobody's having fun. And I don't know why that, that, that is, but Nico is able to bring that out of people. And then it literally sounds like you have your own like radio host when Nico's yeah. there. Like he's very good at what he does. And then, you know, for obviously for you guys as photographer, anybody can go look at that, but it's, that's also phenomenal. So it was kind of a no brainer, you know, to, to partner just because I think it's, it's a strong team with, with all three of those things. So, yeah, exactly. And that's awesome. And then, so that that's very cool that we can you know if if people haven't figured out like their photographer or DJ we can help with that in video as well yeah but then if they we can also if you know if they they're just wanting just DJing or just video too they can they can we can help out too and you know be part of be yeah part absolutely of the day. just just but one or the other you exactly. know because obviously flexible that way and that's what that's what's best about us is that we're flexible right because I mean obviously if somebody's looking for photography right so somebody already books a dj and they already book a photographer um obviously they're only looking for a videographer and they find uh four or six memories you know obviously um and they ask oh do you do videography and you say yeah um do you guys do you guys also need a photographer or dj for the day you know and and they've already got one um that's something that we definitely be willing to work with you know as far as i i agree and that's kind of big because it's you know, it's not just like, well, you better just get the whole package or nothing, you know? <laughs> so, nope. we're exactly. Not mean. <laughs> exactly. We're all flexible that way. But yeah, we're thankfully we've already had um, a, bride, a bride and groom that won us for all three of them. So, shout out to Martha, uh, Martha and Xander. Xander as well. So, they're, we're going to be doing their wedding at the Billings Depot and it's going to be all photo, DJing, and video too. So, it's going to be really absolutely really awesome that will be good and and we've already done just to touch on it you know like we've already done um you know a second shot photography for one yeah, of your exactly. guys's weddings um so and, and then, then also for cj's yeah, for and, uh, cj and, and then, then we did wedding video for for the roberts as well which they cried as well so we we kept that we kept that <laughs> yeah with that yeah one. yeah we, we, yeah. <laughs> we teamed on that one it's and perfect they they kept crying so 
we that's awesome and then is there anything else you want to talk about um tyree about like what you love doing or about just yourself and your journey with cameras photo and video yeah i just uh it's it's just huge for me it's my way to just be um creatively expressive of myself um just like any artist you know but it it really keeps me going and i love every aspect of just holding a camera just every every part of it you know just like any of us do so just i'm a gear nerd i love cameras and it's it's honestly it's funny because the older i get the more I fall in love with it and the less I, I find myself spending time doing other things and, and more time um, either at my computer or with the camera in my hand, you know? And when I say at my computer, I mean editing, obviously, or with the camera in my hand, so. Yeah, that's awesome. With all the editing softwares and it's just a lot of time um, getting getting to learn those and, and mastering them. So Huge, yeah, huge amounts awesome. of time, yeah. It's but you can totally tell with your work and how how you story tell you with the wedding videos and even like the the action sports how you try to add some story in there too. Well, thanks man. Yeah, it's it's very um you know, it's not hard to edit. It's not hard to shoot video and stuff, but it it is very hard to master it. Um you know, it's kind of like certain sports, you know, like they say skiing is easier to learn, harder to master. You know, and then it's the opposite for snowboarding. Um, it's kind of like that with video and photo. It's it's anybody can pick up a camera and set it on auto, and you can get some really good images. But taking the time to learn about that and spending your time Internally improving about like lighting and composition yes. and hundred percent design and everything else, and then putting all those together, very cool. Yes, one hundred percent. So that's kind of a big deal. Just just the amount of hours that all of us have put into it together is probably mind boggling, you know, I mean, (laughs) just thousands and thousands and thousands of hours, just, um, you know, and obviously there's been books written about mastering things. Um, and there's one specific book and I'm not going to like try to make up a name because I have no idea what it's called, but I know there's a book out there. Um, and it's, it's like mastering 10,000 or something And that. It's like, it's the idea that you can become a master at anything that you do with 10,000 hours into it, which, you know, that's a lot of time. 10,000 hours is a lot of time and I not very good at math. So I don't know how many days that is, but it's a lot. And just so putting that amount of time into something, you know, I'm probably coming close to that. I'm not going to lie. Um, if I, I mean, that's how I feel. It's just, it's years. It's 416 days. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm probably pushing that. That's full, full days. Yeah. 24 hour days for 416 days. So more like, you know, 800 days all day, which you know, while Which sleeping turns out to be like <laughs> more than that, it turns out to be like five yeah. years. Right. So it's, it's a while. Yeah. No, seriously though. Yeah. And, and so just the amount of time, especially in the last two years that I've dedicated to it, it's been huge. So yeah. cool. that's awesome. Well then, you know, someone that's an expert can take care of wedding video and we'll make it happen. So thank you so much for coming Tyre. We're just so excited to, that you came today and we learned more about you and of course everyone else did and we're just excited to keep going on this journey with you and we just got a lot of good weddings coming up too so thanks for coming Ty. yeah yeah thanks everybody for listening thanks for having me on guys thank you thank you so much this is nico cordero and And this has been wet talk mt 
And this is Kayla with White Talk MT. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Love you guys. Take care. Bye.